What if I told you that there's still a chance that James Mansfield could win RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> but you don't want to hear the follow through? <laughs> you said, what if I told you it was possible and then you didn't even start with the logic? So <laughs> how am I supposed to believe you? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Amison can do whatever she puts her mind to. It's true. And I believe that. It's true. Wig and all. Wig and all. So not only did you ask me who's starting this podcast episode and you did it, even though we both agreed that it'd be me. <laughs> you're going to start us off with confusion. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> Is this the person you look into the mirror and see and say, yep. You can That's still my girl. I'm gonna stick beside her. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> anyway, everyone, welcome to Tea and Thoughts. My name is Odia. I'm one half of this podcast, but I'm fully nauseous right now. Oh, why nauseous? I'm nauseous like often. So who knows what it could be? You know, honestly, uterus and hormones that work. Or having to talk to men, dealing with any kind of a man. I didn't do that today, I don't think. Oh, wow. Living the public health, like that's, um, I think it's, yeah, disproportionately women in the field or non-men in the field. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, my name is Hazel. I'm also one half of this podcast, but I'm fully making sure that my dog does not bark looking at cars driving by. That's your fault. You chose to be in the room with your dog in it. I'm not victim blaming anyone, but I am blaming you because you aren't the victim. (laughs) If anything, I'm the the instigator. Momo's the victim. And I don't even like Momo like that. (laughs) But I stand up for what's right. (laughs) And you're disrupting his peace in his lounge area. Hoping that he, what, polices his be- back up. <laughs> Nobody called you over here. <laughs> Momo, it's okay. Take a seat. Momo, sit. Okay, good boy. Did he even do what you asked him to? He did. He's oh. sitting right now. I'm about to say, yeah, you're giving praise for bad behavior. No, ma'am, Pam. Not in this house. Well, that's what I do. So... Yeah. Speaking of what we do, let's start with our first segment, the cup date, where we catch each other up on our lives. So, Hazel, what have you been up to? I have been just learning how to take it slow, I think. You know, I've I've been trying to give energy not only to our podcast, but to my YouTube endeavors. And I'm realizing that um, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself and I shouldn't be. So I think I'm just going to allow myself to journal and do what I need to do until I get to that point where I feel ready to exert energy into something. Because I also, I also want to make it good. 
And the only energy that I have for making anything good right now is with our podcast. <laughs> anything else I'm trying to do, I'm like, um, I don't have any more energy for this. But <laughs> I am definitely trying to learn how to um, adapt and play along, but also learning how to like find some balance and being okay, not being at 100% all the time sometimes. So yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling school. Oh. Last week, I was like, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> this week, I'm like, I know the minute of the hour of the day. And everything I need to do in the minute of the hour of the day. So, yeah, I'm definitely in touch with all of my senses now. That's funny because which I don't want. Oh, oh, oh. Numb it out. Numb it out. Numb it out. <laughs> yeah, they call me Novocaine sometimes. No, I'm kidding. I, you know what? There is actually a drag queen uh, named Novocaine, and she's actually my drag niece. Does she know that? Yes, I have a drag. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I was just making sure. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's my good sis. But the good sis doesn't know that she's your good sis. No, it's oh embarrassing. Well, one day we'll have an episode about drag queen family trees because some people need to halt a little bit on the reproduction. We're looking at you, Miss Cracker. No, I'm kidding. Whoa. Um, <laughs> she does have a drag child. One. Yes. We're going to have a different episode about eugenics at some other point in time. That's the flavor you seem to be on today. All right. So what's the sip is our main topic. And today we're going to be talking about denial and just why. Just why. So I'm going to ask you, Odia, what is your relationship with reality? You know, there's a stereotype about Pisces that they lie often, that they're dishonest people. And I'm not going to confirm or deny that. What I will say is that as a Piscean woman myself, I have a tendency to know, think of facts that may or may not exist in the reality that we share, but in another reality, it's perfectly plausible. So in so, short, my relationship with reality is I pick which one I want to deal with at any given moment in time. You know, honestly, good for you because I'm on that wave too. When Beyonce said, we're going to get into that new vibration, that also meant closing my eyes. Did you finish the album? I actually went through half of the album and not the other Okay, then you can't quote it. <laughs> I got You can't up- quote it. I'll come back to you when I do. No, don't even come back. <laughs> don't even come back. We're already sailing off somewhere else. But yeah, I like to, when it comes to, I guess, the reality that we're probably most obviously talking about in this question, I live in my own bubble a lot of the time. Yeah, I live in my own bubble a lot of the time. And I enjoy it. But my relationship with reality beyond when I'm secluded and when I'm with other people is I spend a lot of time observing it, deconstructing it, 
I watch a lot of reality television because I want to see how far humans can go and people can go with sharing their lives, but lying about them at the same time, but calling it reality television. Like those levels is no different than me saying I deal with what I select which reality I want to deal with because it's the same thing. So I think reality is interesting. I think it's cool. And I think it's optional. I couldn't agree more. You know, honestly, I, through therapy, I've kind of learned how to stay grounded in reality. I think for me, I've never really, not never, but I mean, I've been in touch with reality before, but I don't think the older I get, the easier it gets. It doesn't get any easier. So I think with that being said, I'm learning through therapy how to cope with things like the reality of certain situations. And uh, this message is brought to you by uh, medication because without medication, I wouldn't be able to be here today. So let's give a you round. You are of not round. giving Big Pharma space <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> you keep that over there. With your little agenda. <laughs> but yeah, no, re- reality is. I, I think reality is literally all of the things that you said and then some. So shout out to Odia for saying what everyone's thinking. Actually, I disagree. I think reality is a singular hard truth that we all share and some of us choose not to see. Actually, I disagree with that too. Oh my God. I think. <laughs> that reality is a combination of all realities from individual perception and we use language to try to form one big reality but we all have little pieces of our own reality that we're trying to sync up with everybody else's reality to form the world fair enough actually i disagree oh my goodness Every time you, because you keep agreeing with my definitions, I'm going to keep changing them. So which one's real, huh? Which one's the reality of the definitions about reality? What if I said all of them and then some? Hmm? Because I I mean, what you said is not wrong. There are people that opt out of reality. And then there's people that tap into it. So I guess in the great words of uh, Hannah Montana, life's what you make it. So let's make it rock. I've never wanted to turn off my microphone indefinitely so badly (laughs) until this very moment in time. (laughs) What are we even saying? You know, those people who like post. Oh, no, no, no. Let's take Circa Tumblr 2011, where there were those overexposed images of some field and then people would put quotes on top. Like, I'm as deep as your eyes can see, but you still can't see me. Like, they'll just write (laughs) stuff like that. And that's what I feel like we're doing right now. Truly. Truly. Moving forward. So since you want to be in denial about us being fake deep, 
Uh, I'm going to ask you something else you might be in denial about right now, because that is what we're talking about today. So what what is it? Hmm? What are you lying about to yourself in your head? I cannot believe that Crystal Versace won UK2. And here's why. Or no, UK3. (laughs) That is something I'm still in denial about. No, I'm kidding. Jokes, just jokes. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm in denial of a lot of really important life stuff that I need to be dealing with at the moment right now. One of them being having a fatty non-alcoholic liver, um, trying to uh, get myself acclimated to a new diet is, is really difficult. And like, I wasn't denial about it like a couple days ago, but I think I'm learning to find my footing in it, but it's kind of hard to grapple with the reality that now is the time to take care of my well-being. So um, slowly but surely we will get there. So I think that's something that's a little hard for me right now to come to terms with. Um, But I'm trying to come to terms with it closer and closer each day that rather than running away and hiding in denial, um, I think I have to feel the feeling of denial first before I could allow myself to get to the place now where I'm trying to be as consistent as I can with preserving my well-being. But uh, what about you? I'm in denial about nothing. I'm perfectly well adjusted. I'm screaming. That sounds like <laughs> <a> <laughs> no, I sometimes I feel like I'm in denial about the fact that I am an adult and I can do whatever I want. Well within reasons and structural boundaries and laws and societal pressures, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes when I'm driving to campus or something, I'm like, wow, tomorrow I could wake up, pack a bag and say, I'm driving to Vegas. I can do that. That is wild. And I'm like, but that's impossible because I'm 13. And then I like (laughs) drive to class. Not 13, 13, but it's just like that whole, I I mean, not to resurface the monster, but when you talked about life is what you make it earlier, the fact that that's true is something that I'm ultimately in denial about pretty often. I think it's because I wouldn't say that my, my path in life is like the most traditional you can get, but I did follow the quote unquote straight and narrow for the most part. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, college, but I didn't stop going to college. I didn't do the whole get a job, get married, have kids thing, blah, blah, blah. But I am still in school in these very structured, very sanitized environments. And that conflicts with the whole notion that you can choose your own adventure every single day. But that doesn't feel true to me, even though I know that's the case. I can decide, now nah, I don't want to do this. Or I can decide to be a mother tomorrow. Whoa. You know, like that's wild to me. Yeah. And it also feels like impossible, but it's not impossible. I'm just choosing not to do it because I have the ability to make choices over my own life, which it doesn't always feel like. And it's not something that I can always like 
swallow and accept is the truth, but it is the truth that I can, I can change my entire life with just one or two major decisions that I'm entitled to make and that I can make, and it won't be weird. I'm blank, blank years old. And I can be like, hey, you know what? I'm ready. I'm going to start a fa- start a family. No. As the French say, impossible. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked that you even quoted a French anything. Well, I said it because it sounds gross. Sacre bleu. It, it also translated in my disgust with the fact that it is true that you can do I'm at an age now where I am an adult, capital A, and I can make choices and do things and change my life at a whim. But it also means that there are a lot of things that can change my life instantly. And that's a lot to handle with reality. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do you know when you're in denial? I mean, there's ways where someone like group of people that are your friends can find out when you're in denial. But like, how do you personally know? I mean, based on the example that you just gave it, it's mostly external when someone's like, actually, girl, there is another way out of this or there are things you can do. Like That usually helps you snap out of it. Have I ever snapped out of denial on my own? Yeah, I think so. Like if I, I was really like trying to hang on to a relationship, be it platonic, romantic, et cetera, and... I would know deep down inside it wasn't good for me. This person wasn't being a good friend. They weren't respecting me. They're da 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 da. I would still find a way to pacify and dismiss what I was experiencing to justify keeping the relationship. And I knew that I was actively doing that. And as someone who over intellectualizes her feelings all the time, it's very easy to put yourself in a position where you feel something, you acknowledge a truth. And then you do the mental gymnastics necessary to like numb it out and (laughs) live in denial because it's more comfortable there. Because denial ultimately is sometimes a stress response, sometimes it's trauma response, and oftentimes it's just a coping mechanism. Something that brings you comfort is saying, "Mm, no, that's not the case, even though it fully is the case. But I'm trying to think about a time that I was in denial. For a while, I think it was Michael Jackson's death when I was just like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Despite seeing all those things, it took a while to hit. And I'm not someone who's like keen on parasocial relationships, but not but. Moreover, it was just one of those instances where the news was so shocking that it was easier to believe that people were trolling on the internet then the truth that this mega star that I grew up with that even my parents knew and they're not even born and raised here is just gone. That's wild. I feel that exact same feeling about, and mind you, I've never watched anything basketball related or whatever have you, but just knowing that Kobe Bryant and his daughter, what happened with that, I was at work when that happened. And to this day, I still have a very hard time believing that they're gone because it's just like 
such a tragic thing to come to terms with. And it's just like so many, uh, so many celebrities and so many people that knew that family and like seeing how the reception was for them that year was, just, it was just wild. Like I honestly had no words to it. Like it's, it was wild. So I, I kind of get that sentiment that you're talking about too. But then how do you know when you're in denial? I mean, I know when I'm in denial, like I just gave the example of earlier, externally. I mean, usually it comes with um, friends. <clears throat> you, you. <laughs> Pointing things out. You're supposed to cough into your elbow. Hey, you. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've had many of friends um, that have had to kind of hold me accountable to the fact that I was being in denial about something. And I've had to have long conversations that required me listening. Um, so when I get to that instance, when I know that I'm in denial of something, or um, I'll notice that I'm in denial of something if, say, for example, I haven't addressed it to anyone, but I know it's, I know when it's eating me up alive, not coming to terms with something. That is when I know like something like that I'm still in denial about something because it's like, if I don't talk about it or come to terms with it or allow myself to do what I need to do to deal with the emotions, they'll stay in there forever until one day they accidentally come out, which I'm working on. That's something that I am very much working on. But um, yeah, I think that's the answer for me by B. It isn't quite easy, but it's good knowing that I have good people around me to help me. Okay. So once, like you just mentioned that sometimes your friends or your support system come and tell you, hey, girl, good God, girl, get a grip. You have to get yourself together because what you're, you're, you're battling with your imagination when you're in denial for the most part. So where do you go, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, to reevaluate your thought processes when you come to terms with the fact that you've been in denial about something? I go to music. I literally stay in my room, listen to music. And a new thing that I've been doing now is writing over the lyrics to make it closer to my experience. And I didn't know I could do that before. Um, am I in my songwriter era? No, I'm kidding. But I, <laughs> but yeah. Hazel the producer. Yeah, Hazel the producer, Barry. But no, I definitely, I think that's my new coping mechanism. Now. I mean, I've always listened to music to help me come to terms with my feelings. But I think I've never used music to uh, not just come to terms with something, but to also motivate me to do action with it or like motivate me and inspire me to do a certain action. Um, I've been doing it more often now because I feel like that that's just a really nice way of grappling with the world. But it's like in a, it's a nice, I don't want to call it a fun way, but it's like a, it's a good way to express yourself. And I think that that's something that's very important when we need to reevaluate our thought process is to find a way to create something or to be creative. Because when we allow ourselves to be creative is when we start to come to terms with things that we didn't know before. Um, and even if you're not a pro at anything, I mean, it's good to get 
an app of your system and somewhere that you find to be beautiful. Like if it's on a sheet of paper and you made like something that looked like an impressionist artwork, then by all means, that's your, that's the way that you cope and that's the way that you deal with the reality. And that's the way that you come to terms of getting out of denial with something. I answer the question. I go to the complete opposite extreme. So let's say that you said something to me that was offensive and I'd be like, oh my gosh, Hazel said something to me that hurt my feelings. I thought she loved me <laughs> like that. And I'm like, oh no, because the truth is she actually hates me. And I never noticed until today. And between bouncing from those extremes, the nuance is the reality, right? I eventually get to the point where it's Hazel is a person and she misspoke or Hazel is a person and she said something that she didn't think was going to offend me and it did. Or Hazel is a person, she was being mean in the moment, but it could have had, it was something that had nothing to do with me. She was just protecting. Like there all the other realities, all the other more likely reasons why it's happening tend to feed in super quickly. But what I like to do is similar to the one of the other episodes that we had is sometimes being able to sit in the ridiculousness that is denial, depending on the subject. Sometimes it's what I have to do mentally to get through it because I have to ground myself back into reality. And the amount of momentum energy it takes to leap to the complete opposite conclusion <laughs> reminds you how ridiculous you're being sometimes. And then you eventually get to the point where you're in the middle. It's like, oh, this person never loved me to wait. This person loves me so much. They can't think straight to actually this person hates me to actually this person doesn't exist. And then eventually. I cannot. Not you. And can then eventually. <laughs> you are yeah, I mean, I just, but you see how it just gets funny when you just throw all those extreme, likely untrue things out there is that you get to the point where you're just like, okay, I'm overreacting. Or the reason why I'm reacting this way is because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And then I often have to think which of these reasons actually apply to the person. Yeah. And what can they do about that in terms of this reaction? I'm not a super volatile, sensitive, emotional person. Like I have emotions and I accept them and I interact with them sometimes, but there, I don't get bothered by a lot of things easily. So when I am bothered by something, I usually stop in my tracks and try to figure out why and how, instead of doing my regular defense mechanism, which is not being bothered by anything at all and ignoring the fact that I am. So yeah, that's what I do. I just shop. Not this. Well, you, if you rejected me, then you rejected me in that outfit. But if I get a new outfit, it's a new me. Sure. <laughs> That's your problem. You, you only have one reality where you're comfortable. Okay. You got 27. <laughs> well, we're giving out my number like that. You didn't even give out yours. What? Your age number. My age number. You never gave it out. And then you're giving out mine? <gasps> I said I have 27 realities. So you just gave out your own age number. 
No. And now everyone knows that you're 35. <laughs> anyway. Well, how, be who you how, are. Be, huh? I said, be who you are. For my pride? Absolutely not. Anyway. <laughs> for your AARP membership. I'm sorry, what? I said, for your AARP membership. Anyway. So we're down to the hour and time for, I was going to say my favorite segment, but that would have been all lie uh, for another segment, which is be our guest. I don't have any favorite segments. So this week's be our guest question is if you could live in any fantasy world that you've read or watched the movies, which one would you live in and why? I don't know. There's something compelling about Avatar that I would love to be Avatar The Last Airbender. Or that that franchise as a whole, whether in Legend of Korra or in Aang's time period, I just feel like there's something about that that seems cool. Because like we don't have to think about it. We don't have to have snow days that take up too much of our time. We could just water bend or trust that our waterbender friends will just whoosh, make, make a path or whatever. Or like my love, the people were oppressed. It was the middle of a war. <laughs> <laughs> the, you're thinking about not going to school on snow days <laughs> and the water tribes haven't seen each other in decades <laughs> am i <gasps> romanticizing this Ooh. yeah but also you need to be specific because appa doesn't have too much room on his back you're not a part of the gang you gotta pick a place to live Get your uniform nice and pressed. I so are you Fire Nation? Mm, well, I was gonna say Air Nomads, but I laughed a little bit because I know the truth. No, and no, Legend of Korra, they come back. The four of them, please. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it's just Aang's descendants, and then eventually that whole thing happens with the spirit realm glitching, and then now Boomy is out here doing flips. Yep, exactly. But no, if we're okay, if we're talking about after less airbender, you need to pick a place to live. Are you living in Bossing Say? I am living in I'm not living in Bossing Say. That is no, absolutely not. Um, I'd probably live in the southern uh water tribe. I believe it's or no, is it the northern one? Which one looks like a city? I think it's which the, one was sexist, you said? No, ma'am, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> the Southern Water Tribe is where their best warrior was Sokka. So, oh yeah, you know the Northern. Let's North. choose carefully. <laughs> Northern Water Tribe, where they were living, loving, and loving over there. What about the princess turns into the moon? Uh, in terms of a fantasy world. I love any and every element that has to do with like magic and witches and fairies. So maybe Tinkerbell's little place, you know, it's a nice communist society. Everybody has a little job. Everybody's contributing. Queen Mother's doing whatever she's doing. I don't know what she was doing. Oh, she was out here harvesting glitter. You see? You see? Making things good. But if I had to grow up a little bit, I don't know. Tinkerbell is really compelling. I used to love Tinkerbell actually as a kid. Not Harry Potter. 
We know why. I just don't think it'll smell good there. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. You're telling me Hogwarts smells like it's fresh and clean, like linen. They, they gotta have Febreze out the wazoo over there. The place looks damp. Yeah. The whole thing, interior and exterior, looks damp or dusty smelling. Whoa, whoa. now you're setting up my allergies. Nope. Exactly. I'm not trying to do that. Got an abandoned bathrooms with ghosts. No. So I don't think I'm going to do that. What other places exist? Dragon Tales. That could be a vibe. I feel like the way that I speak and act would fit perfectly well. Uh, in Arthur's main ensemble. But I'm going to go with Tinkerbell and them because they know what to do and they know how to work. Well, speaking of knowing what to do and knowing how to work, that is all the time that we have today. Thank you for streaming yet another episode of TN Thoughts. And if you'd like us, you can also follow us on if you don't like us you can follow us too i hate comments is engagement (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like you should be empowered to say how you feel unless it's bigoted like if you're gonna come for us do have some like creativity some pizzazz like leave the bigotry at home it's not gonna it's not gonna work so you might as well be have some ingenuity with your hate comments. <gasps> Write a poem. Write a poem about your hatred. Imagine a haiku of how terrible someone thinks the show is. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Show us. Show us. Truly. You can follow us at T Thoughts Pod. That's T E A T H O U G H T S Pod P O D on Twitter and Instagram. And um, you can continue to listen to us everywhere you listen to podcasts and with that being said uh, tell a friend to tell a friend yeah girl tell an enemy well tell an enemy tell a hater because we've been that's what you should do actually if you don't like the show you should share it with your hater because if y'all don't like the same things then it works you know but anyway This has been a great show, so thank you for listening, and you guys have a great night, evening, morning, dusk, dawn, whatever time it is that you're listening to us. That's cool, I think.